that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. I, it's Our funny because now when I see David's letterbox, um, I can tell that he just does it begrudgingly for us. I know. <laughs> like he he does, just, yeah, which I, which he, I love. He just like logs the movie and he's just like, yeah, I watched this. Fuckers. <laughs> like it may as well say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and honestly, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, David. Right. David, if you if you post anything, I just – that something. Remember we said you need to give us a star I just, review I just want or, to know what you're watching. or a comment. I just want to know what yeah. you're watching. And that's true. Yeah, even that, honestly. Don't even put anything anymore. We just want to know. Because I want to text him because uh, he watched Fablemans, but he didn't rate it. But Jenny rated it highly, and usually but, they're on the same uh-huh. brain, so – Right, true, true. So anyway, this you is this is the uh, Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. Um, I'm Levi over here. Uh, Levi, the technical difficulties, Robinson, and that's Jordan Howard over there. The late to letterbox. <laughs> letterbox boy. I know, because yeah. the reason why this whole letterbox conversation came to head is because I rated this movie. I, I usually am fairly quick. I watched it a couple days ago, though, so. But I... I logged my. I usually log my letterbox the day after I watch it, generally. Yeah. And so he knew coming into today's episode, kind of how I felt about this movie, but he didn't log his yet, and so I have no idea if he's gonna if this is like his favorite movie ever made, or if it's trash, or if it's somewhere in between. But we're 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 about to find out together, audience. Uh, so we're obviously yeah. This this month is uh. We're kind of sticking with the theme of like, I don't know why it came to this, but like substance abuse, <laughs> um, but like, yeah. just in general, <laughs> um, I, I think yeah. it's a good it's, good for the holidays. I don't know what well, your justification because I, is. I was literally like, you know what? I'm I want a reason to watch. I'm like, man, there's a lot of good like drug movies and there are. And so I'm just kind of breaking <laughs> yeah. it up. So this first, the first week was like alcohol is how I've been kind of doing it. So obviously, what won the poll is the the movie we're talking about today, which is Leaving Las Vegas, which is like the ultimate alcoholic movie, I guess. Um, and it because it, it it won by a pretty good margin, and then also it's in my mind, and I feel like in like the film lexicon, it's like, oh yeah, that's Nick Cage and Elizabeth Shue, and that's like the that's like the real heroism, that's the harrowing truth of alcohol abuse. Um, right. And, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't know. That's what I've, that's what I've always, I've always heard that this is like, this is an unflinching portrayal. Have you of seen him before? Alcoholism's like, nope. I've never oh, seen okay. I've seen it once before. So, oh, okay. Good. I have so seen that, it. So I kind of, I honestly, I liked it better the first time I watched it, but I thought it was fine. Uh, and I liked it less this time, honestly. I, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it enough. Uh, it's okay. But we're, we're going to talk about our reasons why. Is it? Is it my yeah, time you, to do the uh, synopsis? It was, bud. Mm-hmm. I bet it is. Okay. So let me just lay it on you. Um, I'll just, I'm going to wing it from the heart. Okay. 
So Ben, played by Nicolas Cage, is like a hot shot, was a hot shot screenwriter in Hollywood, but he's fallen from grace because he's such a hardcore alcoholic that it literally encompasses every aspect of his life. And he's finally fired. I don't know if he's actually, he's a screenwriter slash something else because he like reads screenplays and stuff too. But anyway, he's fired from the studio he works for and his wife had left him, you know, previously years ago. And so he decides he's going to go to Vegas, spend all his severance pay, just drinking himself to death. So he moves out to Vegas into a shitty hotel, just constantly drunk. He meets this prostitute played by Elizabeth Shue called Sarah. Spelt funny though. Sure it is. Yeah, yeah. Sarah like S C R A. She says, and uh, yeah, they sing it, sing songy kind of. Yeah, so uh, he meets her, and she's this you know prostitute that's like kind of in. She's a you know a Vegas prostitute, I guess, and uh, they kind of end up d- developing a relationship together and of uh, codependence and just needing each other, and they just kind of do that for about. You know, 90 minutes or so, and then the movie just kind of ends with him dying. <laughs> so, Right, yeah. Um, there's obviously more to their relationship. And, like, because at the end of the day, this is definitely more of a character study, I would say. Because the plot is middling to none. And even when it tries to have a plot, it abandons it entirely. Uh, with the whole pimp like yeah, mobster that, angle it literally drops it halfway through and then well not even halfway through dude it's literally three scenes with him and then and then he so it's what this movie tries to tackle is creating like a really ambiguous and i mean you could argue they they're probably trying to like they're probably trying to portray some sort of like distorted lens of what it's like to go through grief and then alcoholism and everything like that and they tried to portray it in the actual like pacing and the film and they had a lot of budgetary budgetary uh restraints clearly i think they kind of just tried to get around that but like i i just there's times where i'm like they like they took the book and i think what happened is uh it felt like mike figgis yeah it felt like a book and that's i think that that kind of hurt it though if yeah it felt like he bit off more than he could chew Cause he he like he directed it and he wrote it and he did the he did the music for it he did the score oh he did and and so it's like I think he just I think he was just doing so much with so little that it kind of it it this, doesn't this stand sc- up to the test of time it does I don't think it does and I feel like it's weird that this movie is like considered such a gem I mean it won I don't know what other awards it won but I, I think it's probably most known for Nicolas Cage winning an Oscar. Is, right. is how I knew it, and it's like Nicolas Cage is obviously a pretty big quantity, and this is like, this is, people are like, well, he's got range, look, he won an Oscar in this, and then he's fucking weird in this, or whatever. And, yeah. um, I thought he was fine in this. <laughs> I thought he was pretty, I, yeah. thought, I thought he was okay. I, I was gonna say, um... Mary watched it with he, me, which is... Wow. She's shocking. Uh, cool. but the whole time she's literally like, a scene would end, and she'd be like, He's really not a good actor, is he? I'm like, no, he's doing fine. He's doing all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but she was she was invested yeah. in the relationship. Like she would be like, okay, what's that? Like she'd leave the room and be like, what's happening? Uh, she was interested to see about like Elizabeth Shue's arc, I guess. You know, because uh, her right. character and, is and is far I, more dynamic in my opinion. But 
Right, of course. I argue that she is she is the main character, and I wish she's that, the protagonist. I, probably. I wish that yeah, protagonist. Yeah. I wish that they structurally built the movie around her. They sh- they and, should have because it you know it does build around the relationship. For me. Well, right. Th- I think that's what makes it feel kind of disjointed too, because the first yeah. half of the movie, like it doesn't break it up in a way, like but the first half of the movie, it's like you follow Nicolas Cage's character Ben for like. 30 minutes or 20 uh, 20 minutes before he even go before the credits before he even mm-hmm. goes to Vegas and then it's like but then there's like snippets of like voiceover uh from Elizabeth Shue's character and then it gets into her story and then like her backstory there's even flashbacks of her and well, uh, and, that's a, well, and then it obviously they... ends by following her perspective more cuz it's like Ben drops off in the third act but it's but it's because his character is his one note. I mean, and I mean, I, I guess that's true that he's so consumed by alco- alcoholism. He is alcoholism, the character. He has no other <laughs> right. qualities about him at all other than, guess what? He's a drunk. Um, and so <laughs> I feel like halfway through, they're like writing it, the book or whatever. I don't know about the book for sure, but I'm, it feels like, like, oh, this character is much more interesting. Let's stick with her. Um, as they're discovering it as they go, which it, which is fine, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to have, like, a perfect layout or whatever, but my chair is so yeah. squeaky. I'm trying to figure out the situation. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, like, oh, man. I, like, I was talking about this movie a lot with Victoria last night, and, it, it, like, I'm trying to, I can't find, because it's, like, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage this film for what it, for what it was doing, like I, I, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, unfortunate because I can yeah. tell what they, I can tell what he wanted to derive from the, because the, the the intention was valiant. Like you, you, you feel yes. like the intent. You're like, oh, like I like this is trying to put a spotlight on this and is trying to like show, uh, say these things about these people in these dis- disparaging situations. Like they're people too, and like, I feel like I feel like it's really hard to drag this through the mud for the fact that like the the behind the scenes, the like you know IRL the author he he penned this and uh it's pretty much it's pretty much it's like semi-autobiographical where like he he was experiencing this and he had he had alcoholism and he had like he had lost his wife and everything and so it's like here he whatever he you know they separated and um and it's like i just don't know what was really in the book it's like i you know that would have been i guess something i can see this working pretty good as a read. book i'm interested right. like a lot of and movies we watch i'm like i wonder what the like this has turned me on to more well it's books tragic I because the, read. <laughs> when this movie got when this movie got picked up quote unquote it's like when they started doing it the author killed himself yeah i read that and, and it's like it's like that's that's really heavy subject matter and it's it's almost like it's like uh you know mike mike figus was gonna was gonna abandoned the project but he decided to like go ahead and like immortalize it and like he tried to that's that's where i'm like i know that he came through it sincerely like it was right like, like it, there was know, good intentions behind it because but it's like because it is a it's but, a dark movie because it does it's a slow downward spiral there really isn't right that much redemption like he does it does end spoiler in his suicide which was like from the get-go and it's like yeah. you know it's pretty dour but the way that it goes about it, it's like, uh, you know, the the fact they were swinging for the fences about what they want to do, and I could feel the passion behind it, and like the respect, like there I was respect. 
I could feel it in that saxophone, Ooh. dude. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh I was going to say, this, it, the fact Dang. that you said that he scored it, which I should have noticed yes. during the credits, but yeah. <laughs> this is like the second most 90s score next to any it, Carpenter, it, 90s Carpenter. Right, 90s Carpenter love, is the fucking guitar. I um, love 90s Carpenter rules, dude. It's going to vibe, man. This was <laughs> this was squawking in my ear. Like if I, I, I just like on a technical standpoint, like A, it was... It was filmed on Super 16, which is really dope. It totally gives it that 90s indie feel. It does. And it, like, it was, you know, he had a, it's cool that Mike Figgis got this production made and it was like, it, it was like a, you know, a big splash. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm so impressed. And it is cool that, like, we got this such, such a, such a sad story got to be told. And it was, it was like, they did take care. But I think that with 25 years behind it now, we get a look. We get a look at it through a more like a more realistic lens. Like where I watch it, and I'm like, when they do the when they do the scene, spoiler or like a you know, um, oh my god, what's that term now? I can't even remember. Uh, trigger warning. <laughs> Just we're going to talk about a heavy subject matter, which happens in this film. Um, the fact that she's a sex worker and she gets herself caught up in a bad situation, and she gets she gets sexually assaulted and raped by these men oh, yeah. and it's like they they do that scene well but it's punctuated with some of the most childish awkward like 32 year old man writing it in hollywood going going her butt got hurt it's like the cab so driver people, dude i couldn't like the cab, the cab driver <laughs> yeah i was like that scene to me i'm like i'm like oh you're really hurting this like poignant and it shot like a it shot like reality tv too so it kind of it's kind of awkward. It's like it sucks because I'm like, oh man, this is like really heavy subject matter. But through the whole time, I'm like, this is like feels awkward. I don't. To me I don't. Hundred percent. And you know that is a valid point but, that like these days, uh, we would see we know much more like about these kind of situations. We've seen much like more of it through media. Enough. That that's what I was gonna say is that right. like. Not every movie needs to be subtle, but man, this movie could have used some subtlety because, like, yes, it really every single that was my one of my biggest problems with it is like every single time. Uh, if you looked at my letterbox, I called it melodramatic because right. every single time something harrowing happens, you know, someone's having such hardcore withdrawals, it's played to to the highest maximum. <laughs> That it's just like, and they dwell in it, and they talk about it. They make sure to point it out verbally. Right, that's they, what they it is. Shot yeah. very, they, but it's they like tell you, and they then sh- they kind of show you. It's they like, they show yeah. you, but it's just like so much. Like honestly, like like they're like, okay, let's douse, let's douse him in the most makeup possible, and shake so uncontrollably that uh, you know it's basically you're having a seizure at all times, and it's just like you know, sure, but like I feel like there's like there needed to be someone kind of pumping the brakes and letting these these moments kind of be like come through like in different ways i don't know because same yeah. like that i think that's a perfect example is like after that very brutal harrowing sexual assault scene uh it's like totally takes the wind out of the sails of the the impact for that character right. when it's like you have like you know like two straight minutes of this cabbie just being like 
oh yeah, you know, you got a backdoor delivery you weren't expecting, huh? Yeah. And it's no, just how, like the, why the, the things he's the things he's saying. I'm like, I'm like, this is like this is childish and awkward. To and show then when she goes yeah. when she goes home and then she gets kicked out. Gets of her kicked out because she showed up all beat after. up or whatever. Yeah, well, like, I'm like, I'm like, that is that is such awkward. Like the only reason that scene happened in this movie is because we as an audience know. Wow, she got she wow she put herself in such a sticky situation, and now these are the repercussions. And I'm like. Dude, the, the like it's so awkward. Like they how they're just like they like kick her out for like seemingly no reason. It's just such a weird. It's not like how well, I feel everyone like those characters would be. So everyone feels like a yeah. caricature of the of the theme that their that their character is supposed to yeah. mean. Like you know, like I said, like Ben for example is like he is the embodiment of the alcoholic fucking man. Like that it's fall, that fallen off from like. The, the ritzy suit wearing LA uh, upper class high, you know, exec wow. that has just turned into this whole thing. Like, it's just everyone feels like such a caricature. Like, there's especially the side characters. That's what I'm saying. It's like, even, you know, like the people uh, that run the complex and everything, they're just meant to be these judgy people. They have no three dimensionality to them. They're just like, that. they show up, they kick them out. And like, Nicholas Cage and Elizabeth Shue, they bring quite a bit to their characters. And that, yeah, they, they carry the movie. They, their, their relationship really 100%. does like it. Like, I'm like, I, them being together, I'm kind of like, I like this. I like it, it. It is, it is devastating to watch their relationship. Like she is so hurt and like, he is just destructive, but like, it's just, there's no, it's just subtlety. I think that is the, the, the yeah. theme that's missing yeah. is they didn't know how to rein it back a little bit and show like, Hey, like, you know, the, instead of like the big, the big like, um, swathing points of like, he's, he, look how destructive he is with another woman and look how sad she is. It's like stuff like that. I'm like, there's like, there's so many little details that they left and, out and they have to say you know, it and they're like, okay, right. act this way. Now you're devastated. And so they're like, yeah. oh, I'm devastated. Or like, you know what I mean? Instead of having it be like these subtle acting coming through in like realistic ways, it feels very unnatural. Again, melodramatic for me. But like specifically the point when she says, like it's so obvious that it's so obvious and it's it's interesting and it's a good good character where it's like she's using him to, for like his companionship for like because right. she's lonely and like – Kind of just like she has that weird, like she needs to take care of someone kind of thing. But like, they literally have a scene where it's just like, I'm using you. You know what I mean? Like she has to say it. And it's like, you know, it's like so much of that movie. We got that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So much of this movie is that. It's like, you didn't have to say it. Like we know based on her acting, we don't need two minutes of a cabbie saying, oh, so you got raped? Mm You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. And you don't need that. It, kinda, it really did. It really kind of undermines it. Yeah. It does. I, I think that's my that's my that's my biggest takeaway. I can see though seeing this movie in '95. Yeah. Like in theaters, it is. You're like, it's like, holy shit! Because I right now I had to I had to know because I was like, man, what? '95 just seems like that. It's like the '90s were. Uh, uh, resurgent of indie film this like, felt like the Sundance. 80s to me though other than the score <laughs> sure. sure yeah the, yeah the score god it is so dude so 90s but no it i think it's just nick seeing nick cage in his in his he's playing a a, a father figure middle-aged man that's like 
on the decline. He and that that's like that's like the '80s Nick Cage. He's playing a fun. He's playing the fun businessman that doesn't. You know now he's now he's on the other side of it. Right. And so that that's where it's like just I know you know clearly it's like the '90s now because of seeing Nick Cage take on those roles, and it's cool to see him take on this is like and this is an indie role. This is like low budget you know small cast they shot this they shot this all like illegally like un, you know no permits and that, know, and that shows the, and hotels. honestly and the the 16 millimeter like it feels oh i i love it dude i think it looks beautiful i just think it's edited really poorly well, and it's shot like even though it's like they do they're doing their best it feels kind of amateurish and it's like yeah. but that's okay honestly like, right. this is not the kind of movie that needs, like, this fucking sweeping cinematography. Like, it does feel like a 16 millimeter camera in the back of a fucking taxi in Vegas. Right. And that's and that, what and I that's, want. You know? Uh-huh. That's and what that, I want, yeah. for sure. But I think I think where you're getting the melodrama, melodrama from is that they that he wants to make a Hollywood movie. It's, it's so I think it's, like Mike Vegas is directing. Like, I'm not trying to talk shit on the guy. Because no. he's doing what he can, and I feel like maybe he just... Uh, was just kind of like wanting to just go all the way with it. Yeah, it does feel like, in, and I do feel like in retrospect, so I watched it in like, I don't know, 2005 or something. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was fine. You know, I, I did enjoy it and it, it made me, it kind of, I already knew Nicolas Cage and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then, but it did make me kind of just put Elizabeth Shue on my radar, who I also enjoy. And, uh, and, so it's like I feel like watching it now. It's like it, I feel like there is such a praise for this movie from the time, like it is kind of allotted as like, oh, it's this gem from the '90s, and Nicolas Cage won an it won a fucking Oscar, which right. indie movies like this did not win Oscars really, um, or I mean, often anyway. But it's like so I feel like it's it's not like a hyped up movie, but it does feel like it has a higher pedigree. Had I come in in 95 or even now if it was more like underrated and just came in and it's like oh this is just kind of like this raw early movie of just like this thing of like all these events and it's like flawed with its story and everything i probably would appreciate it a little bit more but it's like i think i feel like it's kind of on a pedestal like in film circles like it obviously won the poll by like a pretty big margin right that it's like it's it's the most well known and it's the most probably well regarded Again, it's the alcoholic Nicolas Cage won an Oscar mm-hmm. movie. That it's and I, uh, and I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's, well, the one thing that I we're can't experience is like, it from when it came I, out. Like I I wish I could right. have because I feel like I would have a better appreciation if they came out now. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, and that's I've I've tried to I've tried to like rack my brain on what we would have now, and. I like I know the the only movie that's coming to mind I was gonna say if you like this, watch the cooler, because that's that's the, the cooler. Vibe. That's yeah, the totally the cooler is a great movie and that, but you know it's funny I, I haven't seen the cooler since I haven't we were same time two thousand six yeah dude we were like we were it was like ten years ago the last time I saw it and that's, so uh, if not if not longer that was yeah I was on a Bill Macy kick back then man but yeah 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 and so yeah we were like you know really into him and it it's got that same kind of like they use they use vegas as kind of a backdrop for debauchery and for like dependency and you know and every and and kind of the intensity 
Sí. You know what movie I feel like this movie it would be my if you watch if you like this watch this would be uh Paul Thomas Anderson's Heart Eight. Because yeah, see, yeah, that's same, yeah, Heart Eight. Same I would, kind I would of put thing. Into cooler. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Same kind of genre of like, you know, low budget uh, '90s. Well, I guess Cooler is like maybe 2000, but or no, it's like '90s, I think. But uh, low budget like '90s Vegas movie that's just like Vegas is like its secondary character to set these other scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but like where the cooler. I feel like out of those three movies, Leaving Las Vegas, The Cooler, and Heart Eight, it's like um, Leaving Las Vegas has the most pedigree over time, and it's 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 right. weird in a way because I, I feel it, I, I feel like those other movies the, are better films, but I feel like right. at the end of the day, Leaving Las Vegas has that emotional core, that fucking impact that stays with yes. you in a way well, that, that like Heart Eight doesn't because I love Heart Eight, but it doesn't have I, the the heart the yeah. beating heart that um yeah. leaving Las Vegas does. And I and it's and it's it's truly the subject matter. It's the it is their well it's hundred percent character driven. Is it's for and it's for people who like if you've experienced any form of like any form of codependency, dependency, you know, uh, just just struggle in a relationship mm-hmm. period it really does latch on and so it, i think that like that that is what gives it its staying power yeah you know and it, and it really you really funny. do it's like, out of everything i like i keep thinking about this movie um but as i was watching it i was kind of i was frustrated like yeah. i was uh, victoria and i were laughing at the score it, <laughs> yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's probably and this is i i like it's, it was it's funny extra for sure I like I said I was like I was like is this is this the worst score out of any movie that we've watched? <laughs> is this a satire? It, What's happening? It, like it's it so might, serious that some I don't know. Right. And there's just times where it's like it blasts you so hard that I'm like like I get it. It really is like I feel like I'm in a dive bar in Vegas like at, you know at like three in the morning. Yeah. You know, it does it, I get that like that it is a good backdrop to have for this this type of movie, but how that score just, it is, it, there are things that I'm left with feeling, feeling like kind of hokey. And so, yeah. So I, I think that's the thing about this movie. It's like in retrospect, like we talked about this before in other films where it's like, you don't remember the specific scenes. You don't remember the fucking, uh, the plot of a movie. You remember about how it made you feel. And that's art, my friend. Right. And it's like this movie leaves a certain feeling in you and like it churns a certain thing. And I think that's why it has the impact it does, because it's like it the nuts and bolts of the movie sitting down and watching it. There's so many things as a film that it that is kind of it's pretty wonky. You know what I mean? It's like the, the fucking pacings all over the place. There's like random voiceover. There's like a plot that subplot right. that gets dropped that, halfway through. That, like that kind of bummed me out is like her voiceover was beautiful and i loved and then it like and it was kind of cool that it would cut to her and have these like close-ups i liked her, like, it it was like almost inter- it was like an interview type of vibe yeah yeah, yeah i was yeah. waiting and, like, for a final and, scene of her having her retribution with like a therapist or something well, and like I she's not waiting, a sex waiting, worker anymore no i was waiting for it to cut to, to pull out and she's talking to a, a child like a you know that you yeah. know that kind of something to give it more like more oomph Something to end. know that, like, all the but, shit she went through wasn't for nothing because it does kind of switch back around at the end but, to being more about Ben's perspective. Um, 
and it's like they're like it's about the two of them, but it's like you feel like it would have switched around to her. Yeah, it would have had a more of a more of that impact with her yeah, character which, had it been. Yeah, talking to, like, talking to like a kid or her kid are, or arguing that like that's the point is to leave you kind of like hollow and wanting more because it's like you know just things things don't resolve naturally no this is really like some sad story that wouldn't even show up in the fucking newspaper about some guy who died in a hotel in vegas and it's like i like that for what it is you know but me too but dude that that whole that whole i would not even call it a b plot it's not even a subplot it's like the the z plot of 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 the the mobsters the like mobsters the mobster slash kind of maybe pimp and then yeah it's it's like her pimp slash boyfriend it's both like did he find her did he like was that the whole she ran away from la and then he came to find her and then and then he got murdered (laughs) in there yeah he he definitely it's implied that he probably got murdered but it's just like So that, like, frees her up to just kind of be her own person, but, like, she's so latched on, like, needing someone. Because it's, like, she has the flashbacks about, like, her getting cut by him and some weird, like, dominance, codependence. How long she's been, you know, a sex worker or doing this? Because it's, like, if she left L.A. to come do this, you'd have to assume that, like... Was she doing this in L.A.? I couldn't. I couldn't remember if they explained that. So no, anyhow, it's like, I mean probably are, she seems seasoned enough. Obviously, sure, but like sure, but it just like it just it's interesting. And I I actually I actually kind of like this. Uh, as the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is definitely this is definitely like it's autobiographical, you know. And so that that plays into it. But it's also kind of like this is the like anti pretty woman. Like this is yeah, this kinda. is put there, you know. It's exactly like how I felt. Where it's like, it's like it really is like, instead of like this rich, suave man coming and sweeping her off her feet, but then she's strong and independent. You know, just because she's a sex worker doesn't mean that she can't take care of herself. You know, and she's just gonna let this man, you know, this rich man, you know, take her and make her a real woman. You know, and all this stuff. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like that that story where it's like cute and has a fun ending. It's like I'm like this is the this is like someone saw that movie and went oh this doesn't feel this doesn't feel right and they, yeah. so they made this and I and that's, that's what I respect that I yeah that. I, I do like the, that like, too juxtaposition you know? but for sure but I just this movie had so many the like the soundtrack was a little grating on me and then I just it was it was edited in, in like they would use slow mo a lot like digital <laughs> like digital slow mo or whatever you know post slow mo yeah and I I like. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Well, that's, what, that's, that's part of what I say when I but, say amateurish, you know, it's like, it yes, definitely yeah. was just like, you know, they point the camera at a thing and they shoot it and that's, that's it. And that's, you know, there's no problem with that, but it's like, you could tell there was very little effort. Sometimes it'd be like, Oh, the light looks pretty right now. Cause it's like the desert and the light looks pretty and there it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, golden hour. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's going to look pretty no matter what you do. Cause it's just fucking that's nature and it's pretty as fuck sometimes. And, uh, but it's like the same with the editing, the same with the soundtrack, like this whole movie felt like someone, you know, felt really, I said this to Mary while I was watching it. I said, this felt like someone had a really personal story originally. And this was before I really knew it was a book. Uh, I'm like, this felt like somebody had a really personal story, wrote it down and it got lost in translation kind of along the way. Like, it feels like, you know, oh, I had someone really close to me that suffered through alcoholism. Maybe it was even my, myself, you know what I mean? And this is what it was like, and this is how it felt. And then, like, someone who has never gone through that read it and was like, wow, that was really 
you really opened my eyes to a world I have never seen before. And it really is just like really eye-opening. I need to share this with the rest of the world so they can feel the way I feel about that story. And there's something lost in that translation where that's, I feel like that's where the melodrama comes from for me, where it's just like, yes, you're having the worst shakes of your life because you're withdrawing from alcoholism. And it's like the guy who originally wrote it, it's just like, I don't know, you're not, it's not captured in the same way that like, I don't know, there was an attempt. So I appreciate the attempt, but you know what I mean? Right. It just didn't work. I, uh, the first time, the first time he like wakes up in LA and he's like, he's like, you know, doesn't feel good. I was laughing because I'm like, uh, I had my notes. I was like, make this guy a horse, dude. He is like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I know. It felt like, it felt like that. Like, well, I like when uh, the thing, another thing that kind of gets me too. And it's like, I, I, I get it kind of, you know, I get it. But like, he's uh, so hyper-sexualized, especially earlier on. There's that whole scene with like, he, uh, he's having withdrawals and he, he literally can't sign the check at his right. bank. So he goes and gets trashed and then he comes back and he's like, talking about fucking drinking bourbon out of the teller's pussy or whatever. And, oh, right. And, and, yeah, and in front was, of the whole crowd. Was he in line doing yeah. that real? Was that really him doing it? Or was that like, a, must, him, was that supposed to be just like a, him and imagining See, it? there's no other scenes really I, that show uh, him uh, in a fantasy, like him imagining. So you got to yeah. think it's real. That's what I, I just assumed it was Cause real. Because everyone, but. everyone's reacting to him. Like there's this guy like, yeah, here, I got an idea for and, a song. Um, let me eat all that fucking bourbon off your butt. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's like talking into a tape recorder and then like, but then later he's like all this stuff, it, he like immediately drops it. It's like, seems like such a facade. Cause I'm like, the movie's pretty sexualized and the Ben character is pretty sexualized. But then like the second he gets to Vegas, he's like, Oh, I actually, and he's like, Hey, you want to come back to my hotel and scrump because you're a prostitute and I got money and I don't give a fuck cause I'm going to kill myself. And then they go back. And he's like, no, never mind. I don't want to do that. And then there's like a whole tension between them for like weeks, at least. Well, there were they were for days because he's got to be. He said he'll be there for 30 days. And then I guess so. But it's like they go on it. They go on like a mini vacation to like this, this hotel that's like outside of Vegas. I think it's supposed to be. I know, but he's like. Oh yeah, you're just gonna go out and still be a prostitute and whatever. I guess wonder what that's like. And she's like, "No, I'll fuck you if you want to bang because I I actually have an emotional attachment to you now." Uh, it's just such a weird kind of like side angle of their relationship. I mean, it's I get it because it's like it just shows that it's like that hypersexualization is just like a facade to his character. That like when he actually gets someone who's like emotionally attached to him. That he much he's got much more of like it's not about sex anymore, and then it's like at the end they obviously you know she she bangs him right as he dies or whatever and it's all super <laughs> it's all they don't bang I'm sorry yeah. they make love well yeah they yeah I know and he's definitely uh, and Mary turns to me and was like she's like can uh when you guys get rigor mortis you get a boner still right and i'm like oh yeah you seen clerks <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> i know right and that's the thing that's what i'm like like there are movies that came out i was i was looking at a you know a page for 95 and i'm like there's some like i don't know seven came out 12 monkeys and then you know casino and stuff big ones like really casino yeah, even too like another big vegas movie huh right yeah and that's just, i think we well, and like singles, that was like a that's a Vegas movie, right? Singles? Or no, not singles. Swingers. Uh, 
Swingers. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Swingers. Yeah. Right? That's another Vegas. Favreau. I was kind of I I was kind of getting that vibe a little bit. Yeah. With this, just that like that any I don't know movies movies set in Vegas they they typically make them, you know, fun and so it was nice to see it. I mean I guess some I guess some like like friggin' Fear and Loathing is like trippy. That's, I want to yeah, watch. A, I'm gonna a, put Fear and Loathing again because I'm gonna do. Oh, I I can't like decide. Halluc- I'm hallucinogens. I'm gonna do psychedelic. But I might not. I might not put Fear and Loathing because you know what movie I am gonna put that I want to win. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, buddy. Enter the void. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No way. For yeah, sure. You should just just put you. You just should just make a bowl with just <laughs> enter the void. Yeah. <laughs> All just enter the void. Well, I might do three. I can't decide because <clears throat> we do whatever we want. And we don't know what we're gonna do next month. So I kind of yeah, want to do like. Keep it. Yeah. I want to do a cocaine. And like do like crazy cocaine movies from the eighties, right? Because blow and like a lot of like, there's a lot of drug cartel movies. Yeah, Scarface, like, anything you know. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen Blow. That'll probably win. I've never seen Scarface. And Dude. if I put it on there, it might win. But it then might, I want to yeah, do psychedelics, and then I want to kind of like come back because obviously heroin is going to be kind of depressing, and then <laughs> uh, this movie is kind of depressing. Uh, I want to bring back and like do <laughs> like end it with like weed and like have it all be like stoner comedies or something just because yeah. I don't want I don't want to do a whole month of stoner comedies but I'll watch you know while right. we're on drugs we- I'll do one good stoner comedy yeah because uh, I like you know I like a good stoner comedy but also yeah I can't do a whole month of stoner comedies I, I know right it, just, I yeah, yeah. Anyway. kind of like it's kind of hard I can't think of a lot of like it's funny because that when you brought up this whole this whole concept of like substances for this month. I was like, man, there's a, like, there are a lot of movies, but then when I think about it, I'm like, I can't really think of like that many where it, it is a, f- a focus. Like it, cause that's what's like interesting. Like this movie, if that's, that's something that I, to its credit is like, it is kind of, I like how simple it is in its ex, like, uh, in its, in its storytelling. It's just right. like, that is his, that is the whole, the and it's whole plot. Like, and they, alcoholism know. is like a huge theme, but it's like, it's not, it's not the point of the movie. You know what I mean? And I think that's how a lot of these are. Like, uh, you know, we're gonna say it at the end anyway. But like next mo- next week's movie is gonna be Train Spotting, which it's yeah. like Train Spotting is not about heroin, but it's about characters. Yeah. A the yeah. heroin runs their lives, and it's very much in like heroin drug culture. Um, but it's like you know, it's kind of like how There Will Be Blood is not about oil. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> right. Like... And that's yeah, and that's I think that's that is the root of it. It's like that's what's so nice is all those movies are character studies. That's why I wanted to do this month study. is because it's like I feel like these themes bring out um I don't know, like they have a certain vibe to them, but they also bring out like could bring out some very potentially uh very interesting stories about, you know, character redemptions or not in the case of this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, which is and that's what's so cool. This this movie. I kind of appreciate like, there isn't like a third oh, act, yeah. like oh yeah, love set me free. And no, like the second the second I was like, because I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm not 100 percent sure how this ends. I'm like, I'm like, I can't see them ending this movie any different than than Nick Cage dying, because that would be like, that would just be the wildest. Like, because I knew this was, I knew this was like indie. And then watching it, I was like, "Oh, it's a super indie." So I'm like, "There's no way like a studio stepped in and said, hey, he's got a he's got a pretty woman himself and get the fuck clean <laughs> yeah. his act up.'" I know it's they like, they they get married and, and move to the suburbs and have a kid. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. They like he owns a casino in Vegas and he turns his life around or something stupid like that. It's like I turns was like, it no into a hit that. screenplay, <laughs> right? And I and I thought maybe he would, maybe he could. It would be more ambiguous, and he would just kind of leave 
her, you know? And then you'd be like, okay, he's he gone. He would to just leave die. Las Vegas? Right, right, right. Sure, sure. And then it's like, you know, he would just leave and, like, leave her, like, to just pick up the pieces of her own life. And that's the, that's the like, redemption arc of it. Which she kind of does because, you, you know, she's she, – you feel like she's on the other side with her conversations because she's she's talking about it in like the past tense where it's like oh you know yeah you do you do feel like and like see that's the thing it's like that's a moment of subtlety that i feel like was accidental though it doesn't it it doesn't feel on purpose (laughs) to like be like you know her pimp slash boyfriend is out of the picture now so she he doesn't have control of her she is obviously somewhat the more controlling one in the relationship of her and ben and so she's kind of getting more control and she's working for herself is like a quote unquote. She says, I'm my own boss is what she says uh, right. when she goes out and is pros- uh, still, you know, uh, doing sex work and everything. And then obviously she has that, that, uh, that horrible sexual assault that happens. And you, after that, you're like, okay, it's like, she has no reason to stay in that life other than like she's stuck in it. And it's not like she's a drug addict or anything. Cause she's not. And that, uh, and I thought she, that was, she's addicted was to companionship. Right. I don't know. Like she's definitely, it's, it is. Yeah. It's that's her thing that she needed her previous boyfriend. And then she has, she needs Ben in a way that like is, is different for her. And that's why she's so infatuated to him. But she like takes care of him. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, God, and the things that it just bothers me so much. It's like in the beginning, she's getting fucked by her boyfriend and it's like, it's like, he's like humping and just pumping away at her. And she just, you see her like, Oh, I'm just getting used. Yeah. And then at the <laughs> end, she decides to have sex with him. And I'm like, God, this it's just the subtleties. Man. It's just so like, <laughs> it's just beating you over the head with it. And like, I like, it's almost like, it's like the second she was getting fucked by him. I went, I went, Oh, she's going to fuck Nick Cage really tender. Like <laughs> in this movie, like, no, was, they don't you know, fuck. They make that's, love. But right. that guy, he specifically, he does those thrusts that, like, every douche... Like, if you want to make a it's guy look like a douchebag in a movie... It's not even yeah. a porno thrust. It's like, I'm a fucking piece of shit. It's just like the... Like, it's, yeah. Like, it's right. the no movement it, and then the quick no. hammer. It's the hammering. What? It's the hammer, yeah. It's, it, what it is, is it's a sunny episode. Like, it's them just like... I'm just like, you just slapping them. Like, yeah. It's just like... It is... I don't know, yeah. It, yeah. And that, these are the things where it's like... That's what sucks. Is like the subject matter is so heavy, but it's executed in kind of a cheesy way, and so it, it yeah. just leaves me, <laughs> it leaves me frustrated. <laughs> so, yeah, same. Yeah, but I don't know. did we get any Reddits? Have we gotten any of those? I don't think so. Oh wait, just kidding. No, uh, I got one Reddit, but it has almost nothing to do with the movie. So in my Reddit post, I said I hope that I can convince my wife to join me, which she did. So uh, I know you're not listening to this, babe, but thank you for actually watching this with me. Because I said she hates Nick Cage. And then uh, New NRG says, boy, if she hates Nicolas Cage, she should pr- she'll probably hate Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Maybe you can add this movie to your list. And you know what? I got to comment back because I thought I did. And I'm looking at it and I didn't comment back. That movie's been on my fucking list forever. And since it came out and I honestly watched the first scene of it back when it first came out and I never finished it. I really want to. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, Bad <laughs> Lieutenant. It's Bad Lieutenant. It's like a remake, kind of. It's like a loose remake. So, Bad Lieutenant is like about this crooked cop, right? And in, uh, in, uh, Harvey Keitel plays the original one in like the '80s, but they made a remake in like the mid 2000s with Nicolas Cage, 
and it's called like it takes place during like Hurricane Katrina. Oh. And uh, I've heard when it came out, it's, it's uh, I've heard a lot of good things because it's about this super crooked cop uh, in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. And uh, I watched one scene of it, and like the opening scene is like him like giving a bunch of shit to this guy who's like stuck in a jail cell during the flood, and he's like up to his nipples in fucking water. Oh shit! And he's just stuck in there, and he's just like, oh yeah, you know, like. Uh, being a piece yeah. of shit to him and I'm like oh this is cool like I like Nicholas Cage like he's a bad guy but it's like follows him being the bad guy and so I'm like yeah. I wanted to watch it so thank you for reminding me to watch that yeah, movie thank you for commenting and I will trick my wife into watching it with me Dude, <laughs> cause that's man, gonna that's gonna know, be see, my thing now I'm gonna just I don't even see. love Nick Cage like I think he's fine I I do but like he's it's okay wild. it's like it's cause he's it's cause he's just well, it's like he's that community just, episode where they're like, uh, oh, where they yeah, can't, he, you know, Abed goes, can't decide. Abed loses his mind because yeah. he's like, someone's either yeah. good or bad. They can't be both. And it's like, he is both. He is both. Like, I'm like looking at his filmography and it just, there's so many knockouts. And then, but then there's just so many duds. And I think that's, that's why I respect him. Well, what, like he what? Will, we're we're on a little bit of a tangent now, but we've we've talked. Yeah. I mean, we don't get, we've talked enough about leaving Las Vegas. And, I was and, like, and yeah, what, what's right, my, what's your I, favorite yeah. Nick Cage movie then? Oh man, favorite Nick Cage. Uh, well, let's let's do real quick. What was your favorite scene in Leaving okay. Las Vegas? Yeah, fair enough. Let's stay on let's stay on brand here real quick. Um, <laughs> just finish it out. Yeah, let's stay let's stay on brand. Sorry. Um, that's a good question. I mean. I do like the scene because I like this is where it felt really like an indie movie where it just does not hold the punches when he first when their first interaction together and they get back to the hotel and she's like for 500 bucks you can fuck me in my ass and come on my face just don't get it in my hair and and Nick Cage is like good good like he's just like like, holy shit (laughs) yeah like what and because me as the audience I'm feeling that too I'm like oh goddamn like and like I know that feels like a prostitute like honestly where it's just like this is a right. transaction, bro. And yeah. I like, I just like that, uh, that first reaction between them. And then it's like, honestly, I kind of like that first scene. Cause it does show up until this point, that character has been like super hypersexual, but then she's like, all right, let's do it. Let's be sexual. And then he's yeah. like, let's just hang out. Like, I just want, like, I kind of just like your company. And then that, like it all starts from there. And so it's like, I like that scene because it's kind of funny, it's vulgar, uh, and it's kind of shocking in the way of of its vulgarity, but it's also lighthearted where a lot of the, the rest of this movie is like very heavy. Yeah. Um, well, that, and that, I, that, I, like a good, probably... I like a good heavy movie, but it's like that, think, that scene, it's like yeah. a good, and it's like a good moment between the two of them. The, the scene when they meet is also very good where he almost hits her at the crosswalk right, um, right she, before like, that and it, she's like I'm walking good. here are you gonna apologize like and that's good that's good framing that was like good filmmaking that yeah. scene was great how she leans into the car and it's like like that yeah, felt she's like just, she's good authoritative that's like, like that's inciting incident it's just shame right. that, that happened 45 minutes into the movie <laughs> I know right 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 but and I think I think like see and that's the thing there are so many so many positive things that happen during this movie like there there is subtlety on certain things, but then it just like it'll what will happen? That's that's it, dude. It'll be subtle where he's burning all his possessions. They burn the picture of his of his wife, uh-huh. you know, child. But then this next scene, he's with he's with another sex worker, and he goes, "I started drinking because my wife left me, or uh, my wife left me because I started drinking. I'm a big I drink alcohol." That wait a minute, 
did I tell you uh, I drink alcohol? Like, and then you're like, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah you told like us that, that earlier. I know, it's like that, yeah. that scene that's super confounding that, again, no subtlety at all, where he goes off on the waitress at the at the casino and he flips the casino table over and he yep. has like a total drunken meltdown. Seemingly, Mary was like, can you rewind that? What happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. What even and, set him off? I'm like, he's on a drunken rant. This is the point where what? he needs to be outraged and drunk and being yeah. like, I'm his dad. Brah. Like he's like, obviously yeah. torn up. Like it's trying to be subtle about like, Oh, he has this, heard this, like, you know, this backstory. And obviously deep down, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but his wife and he has a kid out there somewhere that's like eating him up. And it's like, those moments are subtle, but like yeah. the way they choose to tell you that is the opposite <laughs> of subtle. Like, the opposite of subtle. Yeah. It's like they're like, oh, let's have a full meltdown. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> right. And that like and it and it's like you can argue that these all the things that they do, these are these are like they are traits of somebody who is in who's in late stage alcoholism. Yeah. Like you you like there are, you know, pockets of memory and you have outbursts and there's like, you know, it is it is hard. But what bothered me the most is that he said, You sure you want to stay with me? It's gonna get real gross. I'm going to be puking and I, you know, my, this is, it's going to get I break bad. stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking myself to death. Yeah. And then it never really got that bad. <laughs> Literally like, the, worst the worst it got, there like, was that scene. It was like almost a montage almost where she's yeah. like, is everything okay? I'll, you want some rice? And he walks out I, and he just goes to the fridge and he gets two bottles of vodka and a bottle of orange juice or whatever. Right. He's just like, I'm really in the depth of alcoholism. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it really is not right. like, other than like him flipping that table, which is seeming like up until that point, it's totally out of character. (laughs) I think, I think that my favorite scene though is when they go on the honeymoon and then he falls on the table and then the woman comes over. And that is a, that's a nice, that's a nice scene is how the woman's like, just leave. Like, she's like, she's like, it's fine. Just take him, you know, get like, get your stuff together. Don't even pay, you know, don't even pay. Just please get your stuff together, get out of here, you know? And it's like, and you could see Elizabeth shoe. Like, it's like, Oh man, I was like, I just went for, I got, I got lost in the fact that I was in a normal relationship for a minute. Like if she keeps tricking like, yeah, herself, they were hanging out. And, Cause honestly, yeah, that, it, felt, that, it felt fun. Them sitting and by the, the reality, pool at night reality watching. Cause they were watching the third man. Yeah. Uh, or, oh, is that what they were? Yeah. Watching? They were watching the third man with Orson Welles oh, cool. and uh, just like hanging out poolside watching an old probably vhs on old crtv yeah. as the sun yeah. sets in the desert watching old noir it's movies so it's so great, 90s dude. great so right so it's 90s so, <laughs> so 90s but then and then that scene was nice because it does it's like she's like she gets caught up in the fantasy and then it, like reality comes crashing back yeah but then it's just it's not subtle but i don't know anyways uh i think when you're the question before favorite uh nick cage is very tricky because he's been in a poop ton of things and uh, I really haven't seen, is. I haven't seen, I probably haven't even seen half of it, the movies. God, I've seen a lot. Uh, I'm looking at him and I'm like, well, me oh too. yeah, I'm me like, too. Nick Cage, I have, I've Nick seen, Cage I've seen right. so many more than I thought I had. Yeah. Um, but I think Raising Arizona is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, for his earlier stuff. And then clearly my favorite movie by, my favorite movies with him in it is Adaptation. I was going to say the, that, right. yeah, the one that we talked I mean, about before is because, Adaptation. Go listen to that podcast. You get yeah. Go listen to that podcast. We've done adaptation. You get two for the price of one in that one, and that that is the performance of his career. I think I have not seen right. Pig or the weight, the incredible weight uh, of mass and talent, or whatever the unbearable yeah. weight of mass and talent, which I want to. 
see both of those movies. But dude, it's wild to say like he was before leaving Las Vegas. He's in some he's in some good stuff. He's like and he, and he but he just like I said he plays he, after leaving Las Vegas. That is kind of when he. I mean I don't know. I guess I guess some of those other ones he's. God, kind of, I guess I do like kind of everywhere because like honestly I, I do because it's in... like dude The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, see, Snake Eyes, Face Off, Leader, Bring Out the Dead, Gone Sixty Seconds. Family Man. It's like yeah. just every yeah. <laughs> every year he's in one or two movies that are like See, that are Face Off. Or face Off was my fucking shit when I was a kid. I saw Face Off when I was right. a kid and I loved it. Well, I remember seeing um, City of Angels and being like and being like, wow, this is like really like it's really pretty and it's like cool. It's like an interesting story. I'm sure if I watched it now, I think it's hokey and dorky. But I remember, so that's the thing. I'm like, I remember seeing City of Angels probably in 2000 or it came out in 98, so I probably saw it in 98, 2000. And uh, yeah. I remember thinking, like, like, wow, this is, like, really – it's, like, really a wild concept and such a lovely – you know, it's like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this, like, rom – rom, you know, or romantic drama. Right. But, uh, yeah. If I watch it now, I'd probably think it's dorky. And then I haven't seen 8mm, but I, I've heard nothing but great You've never about, seen 8mm? So. I know. It's I'm, not I'm good. A piece of shit. Is no, it, not? it sucks. It's Joel Schumacher. Oh, what do you think? Oh, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I've heard good things, though. It's, but I, I, I mean, well, probably that's just... one of those movies that, like, it's okay. Honestly, I don't mind it. I kind of like 8mm for what it is. It's Joel Schumacher trying to be a David Venture. That's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. It's him being, he saw seven. He's like, I want to make one of those. Yeah. Um, is, you know, and I feel like there was a lot of movies like that in the late 90s that are like, I want to make a seven. That mm-hmm. was so dark and gritty. Or, right. You know, right. and did it good. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Adaptation. Like, I guess he just and Snake Eyes is fun. Even Ghost Rider, which sucks, is like he was fun in that. Super fun, and dude, he Kick Ass was dope. Kick Ass was he dope. Plays, and he uh, did Spider Verse was amazing. He I mean, was he, awesome. Like, he's got a great. He's got a dude, great Matchstick Man. I feel like yeah. everyone forgets about Matchstick Man, but no, like, no, that's the one. That's the one that I feel. I feel, Sam Rockwell I feel, stills the show, obviously, because right, it's right. Sam Rockwell. But like, one, I feel I like feel that's like, one of Ridley Scott's better movies too. And I just Nick Cage kind of, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. He kind of acts the same way when he needs to act as a like. It's like you need to be like. Oh yeah, I mean he's to, there for the paycheck for sure. You need to be like yeah, right, right, right. It's like it's either like you're solemn and you and you're quirky, or you're extreme and out and you know and just do your do your thing. Like it's one of those things I like expect him to come and do his like. It's either like all right, you're gonna be like destructive or you're going to be weird and doing little dances while you're just, mm-hmm. just hanging out well, like, like, like most recently random. i like yeah. they let him off the chain like and mandy which <laughs> yeah. mandy and i like that like nicholas cage is not like he's the main character in that movie but he's not like uh like it's not about his character like that's no. not what i remember about that movie is like oh man you remember what a good character nicholas cage was but mandy <laughs> fucking ruled but he, you know, movie. Did you ever see uh, Color Out of Space? Color Out of Space. No, ah, I really you should. It's pretty cool. Like, it's yeah. not that good. Like, honestly, like it's got its. Mo- it's like it's okay. It's pretty flawed, yeah. but it's. Uh, you know me. It's a. It's a good cosmic horror, which uh, well, I get rock you, hard for. So, did you see Mom and Dad? I know, that, but I kind of wanted to. It's amazing. No, I'm like, it's one of those like good. that is an indie that just slid in. That was just kind of like some little little indie film that just Nick Cage fucking gave it his all it's it's dope i really like and that was it's one where i like i watched it out of the blue had no idea what i was getting into and i was like oh this is dope man it's like it's one of those things where i'm like i'm like god nick cage is just like sometimes he just goes off the rails and he does all right yeah 
like like bringing out your bringing out the dead. Didn't did you ever even see that the Scorsese I, one? I feel I like we did, talked about it before, and it was but, one you like don't remember though. But I don't remember very well. It's one of those. See, that's what I hate. I like. There's so many movies I've seen back same, in that back same, like you know ten you know, or mm-hmm. like fifteen years ago. And I just watched, ago. I watched, like, I know, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. buddy. Yeah, We're buddy. pushing it. 15 up years there, ago, bud. man, yeah. 15, yeah. When I, because in my head, I think, like, oh, it was, like, it was, like, five years ago, like, when I was in high school. And then I'm, like, oh, no, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait. Wish, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, But, uh, anyhow, yeah, it's one of those I've seen, but it, same with Snake Eyes. I remember seeing that. And same. I, yeah, that was, one's it was same. Like, I went through, like, a big Nick Cage thing where I was, like... I remember bringing out your dad just because I remember being, like, oh, this is an underrated Scorsese movie, and he, like, kind of was... Like, it's not like his normal movies. It's just, you know, a night with a fucking ambulance driver in New York, and it's got those scenes of, like, the reverse snow. Like, I only remember the the snow falling in reverse, like, all the reverse scenes uh, are really cool, but, you know, that's fine. So, anyway. Um, Yeah, man. So that's uh, leaving Las Vegas and our and our brief thoughts on Nicolas Cage there for for you guys. You have anything else? What uh, what are we missing? Do you got a money minute? I'm curious. We, we keep talking about this being oh, a uh, and it, and that's like an indie, so but what's what's wild? I mean, a hundred percent. It's a it's a hundred percent. But I'm curious. Indie. So it was three point six mil okay. to produce, and that's kind of rough. It it they say like because Mike. It, what's hard is like Mike Mike Figgis was like. Uh, he produced so much of it himself that it, yeah anyhow so that's like what's that's what was released but it grossed 32 okay. million so yeah, that makes it makes sense it i mean that's like 10 times essentially almost you know it's like it it crushed it and it totally like put mike figgis on the map and then he didn't do anything with it, unfortunately. But well, that's know, what, yeah, still, that's what's weird. He's still producing. He's still producing movies. Or he still he in 2019 is the last thing he did. Yeah, I, I feel like the name Mike Figgis. Like I'm like, oh, I know that. And then I looked it up, and I'm Plus. like, oh, never mind. He hasn't really done all that much. I know. That's what I. Well, now I'm like, is he still? Is he still alive? I didn't. I now I just assumed <laughs> that he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, okay, good. Because I mean, it's, 2019 is the last thing. That he directed, and then I was like, "Oh, I thought I saw him." Yeah, okay. He, I was like, "I thought I saw an upcoming for his," and so he has some other. He has a production coming, so it's like, yeah. So he's still he's still doing stuff. It's just wild because this is this is one of your like this is what you're like, what your you know following would do or well, you know, to blow he up. won. Like, I'm looking guess, now that I got it open. I'm looking at the Oscars uh, that year, so it's like you like you said previously, it was a pretty good year. But he won a uh, Nicholas Cage won Best Actor, and then Elizabeth Shue was nominated. But yeah. Mike what Figgis, uh, I don't know. Does actually, I have to look that uh, up. No, I have to go to like the Wikipedia or something. Uh, okay, don't don't worry about it. But uh, but Mike Figgis was, and this is why it's also surprising that he wasn't kind of out there a lot more after this, is because he was nominated for Best Director and Best Writer, Best Screenplay, ba- you know, Best Adapted Screenplay, um, hmm. which is crazy. I mean, uh, the screenplay's solid. The directing, uh, I don't get, really, but <laughs> the screenplay's solid, I, mean, I, I guess. guess. I guess, I guess sure. he did get, he got his, he got his 90s, he got his 90s thing. It's like, got it. right after this, he went to that, there's a movie called One Night Stand, and it's pretty, it's pretty uh, packed. It's got like a pretty, you know, star-studded uh, pack there, and then it's like, I don't know, yeah, then he's just got a few different things that, like that run to like 2000 is like... They're all movies that I'm just kind of like, I guess they just didn't, he just doesn't have the chops or maybe he just, I don't know, didn't. 
I, don't, I honestly, step out of, he didn't step I, out of his comfort zone. I really do feel like, and I don't, don't want to talk ill about the dead. Just kidding, he's alive. Right. But uh, I feel like the directing was. Uh, that's the why there was no subtlety. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like that's a direction thing. You know what I mean? But uh, you know what do I know? I he fucking Nick Cage won an Oscar, so. Yeah, that, I think, <laughs> what yeah, the I what the just, fuck do I know? <laughs> it might, yeah, it I'm just one guy. Kind of a, I'm just one guy. You know what I mean? And it's like you know, I don't yeah. claim to be a better director than him because I'm not sure. <laughs> but no. that's just me. Right. From, that's and just me I, from a critical standpoint of view. This is this guy's opinion that the directing was uh was okay. It was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's to be desired. <laughs> I think he just. I think he just had. He had strong subject matter, and that that's well, what carried. He put it. his heart into it, and I appreciate yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's like, and I will never deny him that because he. It definitely. This movie had heart. It just didn't have skill. The exactly. <laughs> talent. I don't know. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. That's leaving laws. What else am I missing? I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Well, we usually so Travis. Travis has been MIA. He got he's kidnapped doing good. in Mexico. So yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he's he's doing good. He's living his best life. And uh, just kidding, Travis. You know, we we miss we, him every day. I but. get it, man. You don't want to watch a billion movies. I hear you. I it, it is it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot you. I mean, yeah. You. Yeah. You. You don't with us for so long. You don't Anytime. have to. Uh, we. You know. You don't have to watch every single one. Yeah. It's, it's and. Fun. Anytime you want to come in and comment about anything in your life, please do. And if you, if you out there, you listener, listener, you our lovely listener, Jim, you want to, sure, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Jim. There might be some guy named Paddywhack. Uh, If you want to give us a call on your telephone and leave us a voicemail, we're not, we're not going to answer this. It goes to a a Google voicemail. Uh, You can dial eight zero one six one three one five zero one. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your give us your thoughts on that movie or any movies give in us, general. Give us your thoughts on yeah past past podcasts we've done. Yeah, just I want to hear movies it. coming up that you're interested in. I want to hear your it. local film scene. Anyone you ha- a fever dream that you had about a movie that you <laughs> wanted to we wanted to anyone make who's listening like to this go uh, go to the Reddit comment. Uh, I've been fucking on there saying why do you vote the way you vote. So uh, call and tell us why you vote the way you vote, if you vote. But com- uh, thank you, everyone who comments. Check out, go to the Reddit. Sorry if the website has been lacking lately and some of the previous episodes. Sorry for anyone who listens on the YouTube. It's been lacking. So, I know, yeah. I'm Weird. usually the guy who puts together all the technical stuff, editing, but I've been having technical. I'm cursed, so I'm just straight up cursed. Yeah. Been having technical okay. problems. I mean, your computer's just your computer's doing what what computers do best, and let's have issues. So fucking don't even yeah, yeah. don't even get me started. Does anyone want to hear about my computer woes? <laughs> no, no, no. That'll be a we'll definitely do a bonus episode. We'll do a bonus Patreon. episode called Levi's and Computer Woes for our good yeah. Patreons out there. And if you if you co if you go to Patreon slash Coldest Knowledge, um, you can support us there, and it's. Amazing! You guys are you guys get this done for us, and you're I awesome. And it's gonna be really, it. it's gonna be more worth it this next year. Where we got plans and stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna so, get yeah, we're gonna get together. So make keep the best. But right now it's up, and it it it's exists. Up. And Check it some out. Dope stuff to help us out. Um, Seek your teeth into. We buy the movies and we put them on our plex. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's worth it. So check that out. Next week we're watching. Keeping with the theme, we're watching heroin. The Heroin movie, not the super depressing one, Requiem for a Dream. The other one, Train Spotting. You know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, I got a poster of it on my wall right there. We're watching fucking train spotting next week. So, I'm, you know, honestly, I haven't watched this movie in a while. So, I'm actually really psyched because I, I love train. I love train spotting. It's so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, and I haven't watched it. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with uh, some yeah. some some. We're gonna we're gonna like this movie. <laughs> I have yeah, a feeling. It's already. I just don't know if it's gonna be like a five star because I haven't seen it in a while, and I you know. Anyways. So you know what? Tune in next week. Yeah, find, find out. out. Yeah, maybe it sucks now. Fuck Danny Boyle. <laughs> I know, maybe. Who knows? All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy all. Have a, have a wonderful afternoon, evening, morning, whatever. Yeah, whenever you're listening to this. Okay. Before you commute. Yep, yep. Goodbye. Okay. Love you, bye.